Welcome to TMFI, where I tell you too much f***ing information. This podcast is for anyone looking for a place to have open, honest conversations about menstrual cycles, mental health, self-image, and more sensitive topics that might just be considered too much information. In episode one, I spoke a little bit about my experiences with PMDD that ultimately led to my diagnosis. However, there were a lot of symptoms I didn't mention, mostly because I felt like it'd be way too much for an introduction episode, and I also knew I'd be touching on it at a later time. I also believe that the more research that is done, we may learn about even more things. In this episode, I will be going into detail of, I want to say every symptom I experience, but I feel like I still might miss out on stuff so this is most of the symptoms that I experience as someone with PMDD. This is just another reminder that this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only although what I'm going to mention in this episode may be symptoms of PMDD and PMDD is self-diagnosable. Please don't use my experience to diagnose yourself. This episode will feature topics regarding self-harm and death. Listener discretion is advised. My symptoms honestly began to show themselves at a really young age. I feel like I started to see a lot of them even as young as when I first started having my period when I was 12. There were periods of time that I'd be calm, cool, and collected, and other times where I was lashing out uncontrollably, getting kicked out of class, getting into arguments with my friends and family, and just being really nasty only to return to being sweet, focused, and feeling really bad about my actions just a couple weeks later. This behavior continued into college. For my entire schooling career, I struggled and it was always brushed off as tween or teen hormones. I'll also add that I have also been diagnosed with ADHD in the time that I was diagnosed with PMDD, so I know a lot of these things kind of go hand in hand and Some things trigger other things within these different disorders, but I know I experienced a lot of trouble with my period from a really young age. Obviously, at this time in middle school, high school, even into college, I wasn't tracking my symptoms or really paying attention to what I was eating. As mentioned in episode one, the first time I heard about PMDD was in college while working my first job, and it was then that I really began to take a look at how I was feeling during my cycle. But this wasn't the beginning of college. This was like a few months in, maybe a year into being in college. Now that I have a lot more self-awareness, this is typically what my cycle looks like. It does vary from month to month. Some months I have more physical symptoms, some months I have more emotional symptoms, and some months I have more behavioral symptoms. But there's always a good mix. It's just each month I feel like one or the other in different categories has more symptoms and then there are some months that have almost every symptom and those are the really bad months. Beginning with day one of my cycle, I have always had really bad cramps and a decently heavy flow. However, I've always found that although I'm in a lot of pain, I'm always happier besides crying spells and being more sensitive, I am happier and I have a lot more energy. I began using a menstrual cup in 2017. I haven't gone back 
and it has really helped me with the pain. My period lasts about four to five days max. I should also add that I'm going to do another episode about this, but I've tried so many different forms of birth control and my cycle has varied in length. And there have been times where I haven't had periods, but all of this information is, I would say, as of mid-2021, beginning of 2022. Once my period ends, I have a few days, maybe a week, where I have energy, and this is usually the period in my cycle where I get caught up with chores and my to-do lists. Today, for example, I'm on day 13 of my cycle, so I know I'm right at that point where everything's about to change but because I've been doing a lot of work with my doctors and taking a bunch of supplements and working out and doing all these other things my symptoms haven't been as bad as they have in the past because I've really been working on my stress management however I do have some things like I may sound a little more nasally than a couple of episodes before and that's because I get a lot of sinus problems when I'm about to ovulate. I didn't know that was a thing and then my doctor had mentioned it and I was like whoa. It has also been raining in Southern California and it's been really windy so there are external factors that influence the way I feel as well and not all of it can be blamed on PMDD. It's just I know if I wasn't in this part of my cycle my allergies probably wouldn't be as bad. But getting back on track, going into my luteal phase, I tend to start to lose energy and that's usually the first sign for me. Going down the list of emotional experiences, this is usually the time where I have a lot of mood swings. So I can be sitting calm, minding my business and either watching something makes me start to cry or my cats will jump on my lap and start to bother me and my emotions just switch really quickly from being calm and you know somewhat happy to then being really angry or really sad or really excited and just how fast my emotions can switch is definitely a sign for me that I'm in my luteal phase. Also with the mood swings again feeling really upset or tearful I cry a lot and I usually like to boil it down to oh I'm a triple water sign because I'm a Scorpio sun Pisces moon and Scorpio rising so I blame it on my Pisces moon and I'm just like that's why I'm so emotional but I am always emotional and I do cry a lot no matter the time of my cycle but when it's my luteal phase the crying is like not just a tear falling it is like really crying like to the point where it's really hard to stop and that crying usually turns into something else and other feelings. This is also the period of time where it's really, really hard for me to keep up with things. And if I'm really interested in doing something a week before, during this time, I feel like it's not worth it. What's the point? It's not going to make a difference. With PMDD, it has felt impossible to be consistent. However, I know it's not impossible and I know that I just need to learn what I can and can't do and use those boundaries as the foundation. I've struggled with suicidal feelings and tendencies and attempts pretty much my whole life. I know the first time I wanted to take action on that was when I was in fifth grade. So, you know, obviously that's not related to my hormones. That was just part of my childhood trauma. However, now I don't feel that way all the time, but when I do feel that way, it gets really bad. It literally feels like somebody's putting 
a dark sheet over my head and I can't see the good in anything. It feels like nothing is worth it and I would just be better off not here. I get really angry and irritable during my luteal phase. The slightest thing will just set me off into irrational rage and that is probably one of the worst feelings when you come out of that is knowing how angry you got and maybe the things you said. I've said some things that I will regret for the rest of my life and although I've confronted the people who I've said it to. It doesn't change the things I said. It doesn't change the things I did. One of the things that I said that I will remember forever was I was really overstimulated at my uncle's house one year on Christmas day and my uncle and I got into it. I don't even know what we got into it about but it's like that switch in my head just went off and I just turned into this monster and my uncle was battling cancer at the time and I literally looked at him and I said, I hope the cancer comes back and you die. And I left. I I walked out the house. I walked up the street. I was known for doing this. I would have a fit and I would walk away and I would have to like self-soothe myself. And what hurts to this day is that's exactly what happened to him. I brought it up to him the last Thanksgiving that he was here with us. So I guess 2018. I told him, I said, you know, I said that that one day on Christmas and I don't think I'll ever forget it. And he literally looked at me and was like, I don't remember you saying that. (laughs) So, you know, I know they never took what I said seriously when I was in those moments of rage because they knew that something was wrong. But it's just, it, it really hurts when you say those things that can't be taken back. So that was one of the biggest motivators for me to find help. I also struggle a lot with anxiety, which I've talked about in previous episodes. I've been to the hospital for panic attacks. I've had panic attacks in my workplaces and my anxiety and I'm always on edge during my luteal phase. I get really bad sensory overload so if there's too many noises going on or if I'm watching TV and then somebody's trying to talk to me or two people are trying to ask me questions at the same time or even multitasking I just get really angry and then I just shut down and want nothing to do with anything or anybody. When it comes to the physical and behavioral experiences I have always gotten breast tenderness And sometimes it's been so bad to the point where if I hug somebody, like the pain just shoots through my entire body. However, ever since I stopped taking birth control, I do get pain in both of my breasts, but on my right boob, on the side, it just feels like there's one single spot where all of the pain just sits. And, you know, I've I've checked myself out. It's, It's nothing that's concerning and it only happens during my luteal phase right before my period once I get my period the pain goes away I also just have general pain in my muscles and joints I find that I get more sore during my luteal phase so that obviously affects the types of workouts that I choose to do during this time and just the activities in general because I know that if I do too much the pain is going to be really bad until I get my period another thing that I have is muscle spasms And sometimes I get muscle spasms like in my back or in my shoulders, but the place I get it the most is in my eye. Another thing that started happening more recently, I would say within the past three years, is that I get migraines. I never really had migraines before. I had gotten headaches and stuff like that, you know, before my period, but the migraines to the point where I'm dizzy and nauseous 
and I need to just lie in bed under the covers in complete silence, those only started a few years ago and they'll last for a day and then they stop. I used to have a really bad time with feeling bloated. Seriously, like every month I would get bloated and it was to the point where I was so uncomfortable and it really affected me going out because I felt like clothes didn't fit and I didn't like the way that I looked. I looked just swollen and my ankles would swell and my hands would swell and I just felt really gross and not attractive and I didn't want anything to do with anything again. But since I've changed my diet and have been working with the holistic doctors, I haven't been getting bloated. So I think that a lot of my bloating was my body trying to react to the hormones, but also having inflammation from the foods that I was eating, which that's another big thing. I'll probably talk more about that once I get further along in my journey with my holistic doctor, because right now I'm still working through it and learning myself. But I do think it's something that's really important to mention and at least try because there are some things you can try on your own without a doctor's supervision, but then there are a lot of things that you should really consult your doctor about. Probably one of the most annoying symptoms that I get is changes in my appetite. And you might not think that that's a really big thing, but I get it to the point where if I have a craving for something, that is all I want and that is all I can eat. If I don't get that one specific thing, I will get angry. I will just shut down. It's serious. Like my body just can't process any other food. It makes me sick. It makes me nauseous. Like if I get my eye set on something or if I have a craving for something, that is literally all that I want. Or on the opposite side, I get food aversions. So certain foods will just repulse me. It doesn't matter if I was eating it a few days ago or last week. Like the thought of the food in that moment is absolutely disgusting for me. Certain textures are more triggering and they're just certain things that I just don't want to eat during my cycle. And the next month it might be the thing that I crave. So it's really wild. And for me personally, I have issues with my sugar. The doctors have found a lot of inflammation in my body and the way my body's processing insulin is not the way it should. So I'm supposed to be eating every two to three hours. But with these food cravings, food aversions, or even overeating, it makes it really hard to manage my sugar and keep control of that. Insomnia is another thing that unfortunately I struggle with during my luteal phase and that's really annoying because as it is I'm already really tired and then not being able to sleep or on the flip side only wanting to sleep just makes it really hard to have consistency and you really need consistency through your whole life to really manage PMDD. The last thing I can think of off the top of my head is rejection sensitivity and with ADHD I feel like those things kind of go hand in hand. When I'm in my luteal phase like I'm so sensitive to rejection. I don't want to ask people questions because no scares me because I'm fearful that it's going to send me into a depressive and suicidal spiral. But those are kind of all the symptoms I can think of. There are so many more like little things, but a lot of them fall into the categories of what I spoke about. So it's kind of just another overview, but this is all my personal experience. So please, again, don't take this to self-diagnose yourself, but If you've already been diagnosed with PMDD and you share some of these things, I would love to hear your experiences and and how you handle these things as they come up. If you or someone you know struggles with PMDD, follow the podcast social media accounts at TMFICast on Instagram and Twitter. There I post memes and resources relating to PMDD. Feel free to interact and let me know what you want to hear on the show.
If you want to see what I'm doing outside of the show and how I'm healing through spirituality, food, and the arts, follow me on my social media accounts at Sassa the Scorpio. That's S-A-S-S-A the Scorpio.